Welcome back, everybody, to the With Joe Weeby podcast. I'm your host, obviously, Joe Weeby. And episode one or two, and we're going to talk about lameness tests. And we've talked about a lot of stuff about status games, the imaginary audience, image. And so this is a, this is a build on that because of that whole need for our to feel important. A lot of those, we're vulnerable to a lot of that junk, right? So that's why... I kind of thought of the idea of lameness tests because I was thinking about, okay, how can we protect against that ego poisoning, that narcissism poisoning, right? That inflated, all those inflated ideas about us. And voila, lameness tests. So from the blog blog post version of this, lameness tests, a remedy for ego poisoning. Spoiler alert, Chuck Rhodes is a character in the hit TV show Billions. And in the show, he has a secret, a dark secret. He's into some very dark and kinky bedroom stuff. But but as a campaigning politician, this is obviously a problem. To be a politician, you have to project leadership and competency. You need to build an image of respect and credibility. Professing your deep-held desire to be spanked in the bedroom does not fit in with this image. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, rather. In the show, there comes a point where he must admit this tendency publicly, and instead of shying from the fight, he owns and admits his little secret. So for anyone who's familiar with the show, Billions, you may have seen it, but basically, uh, you know, that, that character, Chuck Rhodes, is into a lot of, you know, a lot of, ki- lot of kinky stuff, right? A lot of embarrassing stuff. Stuff that if we learnt that about our current politicians, I mean... You know, you can't picture them with black leather on getting tied up and spanked, right? So that maybe would not instill confidence because it doesn't fit the image of politician, right? Now, imagine you're one of those politicians. You've been found out by some reporter or journalist or someone who's trying to hold it over you to get you to do something. And that's the situation he finds himself in the show. And then he's basically got to just like, he, he decides, I've got to come out with this and just own it. Because the worst thing will happen now that it's going to come out is to be the one hiding it. Uh, but rather it'd be ideal to be the one who breaks the news. And admits to it. And in the show, it actually works to his advantage. It actually humanizes him, you know, makes him relatable, uh, opens up. So what they thought, always thought would be counterintuitive to his political ambitions actually turns out to be helpful. And this is the whole idea about the very funny part of our culture called being embarrassed. You know, not wanting to be lame, not wanting to be a geek, not wanting to be a nerd, and protecting the image of yourself in the eyes of others. And we don't like people sharing embarrassing things about us. Now, there's a natural part to it. It's all Astro the Dog related, of course. It's, uh, you know, your mating odds, you probably think, all the, I won't be impressing the girls or won't be impressing the guys if they think I'm this lame kind of person who sings in the shower. But in in the complete opposite way, sometimes it can be completely endearing. I guess, and what I'd written in the blog post when I did this in, in written form is the whole idea of the status games and how really uh, we're, we're just wired to look for that status for those reasons, for booting our, boosting our mating odds, right, of having, being able to, 
more likely to have more children and pass on those good genes and win the genetic kind of game. And the whole point around that is lameness can be this wonderful thing that where we actually willingly, seemingly jeopardize our status. For example, what am I lame about? I love Disney songs, right? Uh, I wrote here, you know, I've been friend-zoned by girls heaps of times. That doesn't give me status. It's embarrassing. I'm an average soccer player who shouts too much and takes games too seriously. There's there's many, many embarrassing things about me. Uh, I even talked in the end, obviously, about no, 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 uh, no points for guessing. One of my favorite things, one of my favorite lame, lameness tests, karaoke. Again, always good to weave karaoke into an episode. Uh, open mic karaoke specifically in front of a crowd, right? But you're not a good singer. I remember when we, when we were really at driving this monthly karaoke thing hard and I bumped into my friend who's a really good singer and his girlfriend and I was... I was saying, oh, I never see you guys. You guys should come to karaoke. And uh, he said in reply, oh, no, sorry, his girlfriend said, oh, that wouldn't be fair if James came because he's a really good singer. Like, wouldn't be fair on everyone else. And I said, karaoke's got nothing to do with how good you sing, which is probably not true. It probably does help. But I was like, it's much more about how into it you get and how much of a fool of yourself you're willing to make. That's my belief anyway, because I guess I can perform well in in under those terms of successful karaoke but it really just introduces you to my whole perspective on the thing you cannot be arrogant you know swanky looking to further your image etc high to do when you're at open mic karaoke making a fool of yourself you know singing one line behind the screen the words are written for you you still can't nail the execution of the song and I, that's why I really love it. It's a very good, humbling tool. It really is. I really just, I don't understand how it's taken this long for karaoke to be appreciated for its philosophical and psychological benefits. <laughs> yeah, so lameness tests. Because if you can be lame, it means that you're comfortable with yourself. And it's a very powerful form of detaching from a need to have this stiff image so you know as insecure people or people who really need that story of how significant they are wear themselves with a certain posture speak with a certain voice in a certain way and are very proper and it's it's there's higher barriers up for that person and it's less natural so the idea of being lame on the other hand willingly being lame is to then confront whatever ego you have, making sure it's not narcissistically charged. Now, what's the benefit of it? What's the, what's the benefit? So rather than just bring you down to earth, it's, uh, it relaxes the tension between chasing this ideal self of you and just who you are now. Because when you're lame, you're completely comfortable just being where you are right here, right now at the start, which doesn't give you attention doesn't give you tension of like trying now that doesn't mean not aspiring to things and to making uh, contributions or or, or or worthwhile achievements no, not the way I understand it certainly it actually helps you 
reorientate and look for the right things to do rather than looking for the things that are just going to give you a certain inflated, unimportant, but based on unimportant stuff, self-image. That's why I love the idea of lameness tests. So the blog for this, if you want more, is lameness tests, a remedy for ego poisoning. And uh, But that's about all for today's podcast episode. So thank you once again for joining. And remember, if you need anything else, you can subscribe to emails related to the blogs and podcasts on the website or read more of the blog posts, www.withjoeweeby.com. Apart from that, thank you for tuning in again. See you next time. And remember in the meantime that the best way to open a thousand doors for you is to concentrate on opening doors for others.